This is People Seek Meeple. People Seek Meeple. Oh, that was tacky. It was so good, and it's it's only gonna get better from here. Yes, I fantastic. can't promise we'll get less cheesy, but we'll get more confidently cheesy as we go along. I think. Yeah, like yeah. if 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 you're not sure about us, at least just skip to the fifth episode and then see how you feel after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try episode five. It's a real good one. Yes, absolutely. This is People Seek Meeple, the board game problem solvers. My name is Will. And I'm Shalene. This is Shalene. Uh, we are currently in Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, to be specific. Yes. Um, visiting my family before we head off to Europe for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, in Europe, if you're starting this journey with us right now at Ground Zero, our plan in Europe is to go to board game cafes and stores and possibly even publishers and developers talk to them chat with them and primarily answer your questions about what to play next that is by far the most important part of this podcast that, it is that is it is uh enthusiasts hobbyists and uh maybe even curiousists uh what's what's a curi- curious people curious grandmothers Curi- who need a gift for their eight-year-old grandson human Great. Yes. They're eight-year-old human. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, they they come to us. They send us a, a message via email or like carry a pigeon or something. And we do our very best to answer their questions. Now, I'm I'm sure you can hear some strange sounds in the background: the clinking of chips, the rolling of dice. Uh, that is because at this very moment we are inside King Me Board Gamery. In Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yes, in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. They have been gracious enough to let us record in their establishment. and uh, yeah. Which is super cool. It is. Can we just do a little plug for King Me here? I think I think we can do a plug for King okay, Me here. Okay, now, you know, th- they, they haven't paid us or anything. They haven't paid us. But we really like this place. We're, we're, we're definitely also paying for like all of our food and drink because we're just starting out and no one... <laughs> No one trusts us yet. Um, that this is a real thing. But, yeah, but, so, uh, but but I guess that's how that's how it works. What do you what do you like about this place? What I really like is the games on the shelf that are available to play are sorted by type, mm-hmm. which I haven't really seen before in a board game cafe. Granted, I haven't been to a ton just yet, um, but you've got your family games, strategy games, abstract games, dexterity games, and they're all sorted by uh, type, which is great. And then inside those categories, they're broken down a little bit further into difficulty level. One thing that I really enjoy about this place is uh, they kind of do a job for us. If you open up one of the boxes inside, they have a sticker and it says, if you like this game, you might like this thing. And you can kind of go on to the to the next one, which I thought was very clever and nice. So cool. Such a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about these guys. They also sell games here. So if you're in Saskatoon looking for games, currently they're having a sale, 10, 15, 25, and 50% off or something like that I mean, on that various might not, games. That might not be continuing to happen by the time we get this out. Who knows? Uh, Anyways, they do sell games here if you're interested in purchasing Google them, some. call them first, make sure, check the website, make sure that that's still going on. Yeah, as of July we don't 20th, get in trouble. 
2018, <laughs> which is the day we are recording this very podcast, they have this sale. What do we do? We are board game problem solvers. We will give you personalized board game recommendations. You heard it here first, folks. That's right. So if you have any kind of question about what to play next, or if I like this, what should I play? You can email us a question at peopleseekmeeple at gmail.com. That's peopleseekmeeple, M-E-E-P-L-E, at gmail.com. And or contact us on our Reddit page, which is r slash people seek meeple i feel like you should say that bit because if if i say it it just sounds like i'm saying ah like are you going to the basement to collect the the trousers but when you say it it's like r it's it's very specifically an r (laughs) r people seek meeple there we go r slash people seek meeple see that's that's so much better on reddit That's redundant, though, isn't it? Because r slash is is a Reddit thing. That's that's true. It's for subreddits. Mm -hmm. I'm learning Reddit, guys. It's very exciting. (laughs) We're not editing any of that out. No, (laughs) no. no. We're doing doing such a good job. so good. And I'm so excited for you to listen to all of the other episodes that we have All of our our forthcoming episodes are going to be equally as good as this one. (laughs) (laughs) Or better. Who knows? Who can say? It's early days. The more specific you are with your request, the more likely it is we'll be able to provide you with a really good game, like the kind of game you're really going to like. If you forget to tell us that you hate dogs, we might accidentally give you a dog-themed game. So, you know, give us as much information as you can. If it is a request for another person, like I have a friend who's into board games and really likes this game, uh, as much information as you can provide us about the friend that seems pertinent would be yeah. would be good as well. When you send us your question, please put a date in the subject line so we know when we need to answer your question by. And if we can't get to it in time, we'll send you an email uh, with answers regardless of whether or not it makes it into the podcast. We will answer every question we get. If we've already talked about a game that we think is applicable to your question, we may email you uh, the episode link so that you can check that out. If you don't think that that is a fair answer, though, please get back at us, and we'll, uh, we'll send you another recommendation. Yeah. All right, let's take our first question. This is from Jessica, who asks, What is a good game to trick a child who hates math into learning math? There's a few good answers that yeah. I can that I can think of for yeah, this. Yeah, lots of good options. I mean, it does depend a lot on on the age of of the kid. I I suppose the thing with younger kids is that you need to find a way to engage them in order for them to be tricked into learning math. You know, there's a chance that they won't be super excited about that unless they're like you. Hey, you know. what? <laughs> Oh, come on. You love school. I do love school. Yeah. And learning. But, but that, yep. <laughs> okay. So, um, my my main recommendation is Smash Up. Uh, it has, it only really utilizes basic addition and subtraction, but I think the main thing that uh, that's going to get kids obsessed with this kind of game is the fact that there are so many different, you know, factions 
throughout the game. The basic idea, you take two different factions of 15 cards, 30 cards, 15 cards, one of those, and you, 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 you smash them up together, and then that's the army that you have. So you could have like a, like a robot ninja army, or you can have a bear alien army, or something to that extent. I don't know. I lost... <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. All right, well, some heavy editing in this section, I suppose. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, great. I think my suggestion would be a good old classic game of cribbage. Nice. Uh, I learned this game when I was eight years old. My uh-huh. dad taught it to me. Shout out to my dad. Hi, dad. Hey, Blair. Uh, <laughs> my dad taught it to me, and I skunked in my first game. Yes, I still remember that. <laughs> And it was a great way to learn math because you're constantly looking for things that will equal 15. And you have to do addition in the pegging round. And anybody that doesn't know how cribbage is played will be able to find a thousand tutorials on the internet. Yeah, that's true. The first time I learned how to play crib, I got thrashed. And then the person that taught me how to play crib played me for uh, pints of beer, and then I won the next three pints of beer. Oh boy. It's just a table. The tables, oh, also, also what we like about this place, the tables are extendable. You come (laughs) in and it looks like just a basic four-seater, but all of the tables have two wings on them and can be extended, so that they're like twice as big. It's fantastic. It's good. I do, I do like that. Do you think we've answered this question? I think so. So, to review, smash up. Yep. And cribbage great are both great games for various levels of math okay are we ready for question number two question two all right fantastic this next question is from morgan bless you morgan you're a beautiful soul his question is i have a friend who likes games without major chance based elements for example like little to no dice rolling competitive not cooperative various viable strategies to win maybe a social element and an aesthetically pleasing theme but not chess not chess very specifically asking for not chess this is this is a mouthful but it's also the exact kind of question that i think we dream of getting asked the more details that you give us the more we can really give you a more the more likely we are to give you a good recommendation (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's pretty much how it works yeah yeah uh what do what do you have my first thought for this one is Five Tribes. Mm. It's just such a lovely game on so many levels. And infuriating. Did we mention <laughs> infuriating? It's, I think it fits the bill for a lot of reasons. There's not a major chance-based element in the game. It is competitive. It is not cooperative. It has so many viable strategies to win. A ridiculous number of viable strategies. Uh, It is social in the sense that you are interacting with each other enough to screw with each other Mm -hmm. in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. And I personally happen to think it is very aesthetically pleasing. So I think it fits the bill on all fronts. It's very colorful. It's so colorful. It's a a bit like, if you've never played it, it's a bit like (laughs) Mancala sort of the way that you move the pieces and then there are always two reactions to every move that you make so the, t- the tile will give you one reaction and the color of meeple that you collect will give you a second reaction so uh, there's always a lot going on there's kind of a lot to think about in quite, the game it's it's quite intimidating on the first few times playing it but yeah yeah it's big but it kind of seems like this question asker knows what they're talking about anyway they seem experienced mm-hmm. yeah so my pick would be five tribes by 
Bruno Cathala. By Bruno Cathala. Yes. Days of Wonder is the publisher. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say Days of Wonder. Nice. Perfect. Yes. All right. Go team. My my answer is is one of my f- favorite games. Five Tribes was my favorite game for a long time, but I think in terms of of just how much fun I have when I play it, it's it's always going to be Nurashima Hex by the Polish developer Portal Games and uh, Portal Portal Games. If if you're listening, how about we come over and visit when we're in uh, when when we're in Poland? How yeah, does how does how does that sound? Let's line up a visit. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hang out. PortalCon is in January. We think you're cool. 2019. Let us hang out with you. And <laughs> that was like uh, a little creepy, but <laughs> <laughs> but like in a good, cute way, right, Portal? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Come on, come on, Portal. What's <laughs> what's your number? Um, I <laughs> oh no. Okay, we better move on. Oh yes. So Nirashima Hex is uh, it's it's primarily a two-player game, but you can play it with more, which would give it a social element. But I wouldn't quite recommend it. It, it is made as a two-player game. Uh, it is the just most like fightiest little game you're ever going to play. It is an abstract game uh, with a very heavy combat theme. It's often described as a knife fight in a phone booth. There is a very, very small amount of space and you have to try and do, do as much damage to the other person as possible. What I love about this game is the, the, the variety of armies and I think this is where the multiple facets of victory tend to come in. The more you play it, the more you understand the armies. On the surface, it is quite luck-based, as you are drawing tiles, as similar to drawing cards, but the more familiar you become with the armies, the more you know what to do with the things when you draw them. I am completely in love with this game. I own uh, uh, too many expansions. I, I have two expansions at the moment in the car, or maybe even in my backpack, and I don't even have the base game with me at the moment. Nirashima Hex, it's in its third edition at the moment, I think, and I think ticks all the boxes. Well, well worth a look. Great, so, Nirashima Hex and or five tribes. Thanks, Morgan. All right, so now we're going to introduce a new segment, a brand new segment to this podcast. A segment Called? never heard before by anyone <laughs> that has ever listened to People Seek Meeple, which it's... is which is very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called. What did we play today? I like it. We have played lots of games today because they opened at three and they close at one in the morning. The first game is by Shimpei Sato. And I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, published by Ar- Arcane Wonders, the game is Onitama, uh, which is a game that like it, it kind of looks like it contains a wine bottle. Or like Jenga. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or Jenga. It is an abstract two-player chess-type game, and uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. What did you think? I thought it was neat. It's neat. Yeah, it's ne- neat. Neat is a good it's word for it. It's less thinking than chess mm-hmm. and more thinking than patchwork. Hmm. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's good. I like that. Cool. So that was Onitama. And Shalene beat me twice. I did. I kicked his cute butt. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, now they know I have a cute Now butt. they know. Oh, okay. Geez. The second game we played was Sagrada. This has been on our list for quite some time. This is by Floodgate, and it is created by Daryl Andrews and Adrian Adamescu. Adamescu. Terribly sorry, Adrian. So I've been wanting to play this forever. It's yeah, a me dice too. drafting game, and you build a beautiful stained glass window. Probably one of the prettiest boxes I've ever board game. Oh, there, there. I mean, there are some pretty boxes out there, but it's it's stylistic and it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gameplay-wise, I don't know. I think I was excited for it for the drafting, but for some reason, felt like slightly flat for me. Adrian, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, we're not we're not sorry to Daryl though. Just just <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> um, yeah, something just didn't didn't quite click. And maybe we need to play it again. I'd like mm, to play it again. And yeah. maybe we play with more people and see how that goes. Sometimes we're too competitive when we play with just each other. So we moved on then to Agamemnon, yeah. which is a game by Gunter Cornet. Published by Osprey Games. I, d- I didn't like this game. I think it, it was visually overwhelming at first, and there's not that there's a lot to keep track of, but it's hard to make all the connections that you need to make in order to make good decisions mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah, we found ourselves being... Uh, we would make a move and then immediately be bonking our heads for being so silly. Yeah. Anyway, that's Agamemnon by Gunter. The next game we played was Istanbul by Rudiger Dorn and published by Pegasus Spiel. And AEG also. And AEG. Sticking out, sticking out in the corner there. Way to work um, together, guys. Nice job. Yeah. This game is clever. Yeah. I, I, I was initially very intimidated. Um, it, but it got, it got friendlier quite quickly. Yeah. Yes. It, it becomes nice very speedily this is a fun game you always feel like you're progressing it doesn't take too long between turns you're not sitting there forever waiting for everyone else to play turns do go by very quickly we unfortunately only got to play it with the two of us and because of that there wasn't as much player interaction but playing with this game with five people i imagine would be lots of fun the turns go by quickly as we mentioned so you wouldn't be waiting like a thousand years for it to be your turn again careful planning takes you a long way in this game and i and i like that yeah yeah so that was istanbul published by pegasus spiel aeg and created by rudiger dorn dorn thanks mr dorn good job this next game is beautiful in every way shape and form and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah, and, uh, yep. Did, did you just talk about photosynthesis without saying photosynthesis? I think I blacked out because I was, <laughs> I was, I was thinking about how beautiful photosynthesis is, and then, and then realized that, like, yeah, I was, I just kind of got trapped in a, in a, in a vortex of green and blue and auburn and it is very intoxicating artwork by sabrina miraman yes and standing ovation this it's a gorgeous game Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah uh the game was designed by 
Jalmar Hatch. Halmar, I think. Okay. Hjal, Hjal, I'm Hjalmar. very, very sorry for mispronouncing your name. Uh, and Photosynthesis is published by Blue Orange. We've talked about how gorgeous it is, but we haven't really talked about the game. You are trees. You, you are many trees of one color. And... You yeah. are trying to collect all the sunlight. I think what I really like about this game is the, the way that the sun moves around. If you grow a tree that is bigger than a tree behind the sun, then that tree isn't gonna get any any sunlight. So you can weaponize your tall trees to cast shadows upon your opponent's smaller trees, and you will profit from that quite greatly. Yeah, and... Will's really good at that by the way. This is a game it's it's a beautiful game about being a jerk and <laughs> I really like those kinds of games. He's really good at them. And so I would definitely recommend Photosynthesis. <laughs> to anyone who likes being a beautiful jerk. <laughs> and that wraps up our We Have Played segment. Yeah, yeah it does. Oh, sorry. What we played today. This is the game that we played and there were four more. Our third and final question of the night comes from Luke, who asks, Always looking for new party games. Aside from codenames, Fake Artist, Skull, Jungle Speed, anything else I may have missed? That is a pretty good list. One game that you didn't put in that list is Snake Oil. It is a game of just complete nonsense. It's a little bit similar to Apples to Apples, where you'll have a reader... That reader, however, has a profession. One of my favorites is mortician. Um, and then everybody around the table has cards in their hand, and they have verbs and ideas and things on them. Other various things. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like you said. Like, like rug. Like rug. Yes. Um, and you choose two of those cards and put them together to make a product that you will then sell mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the mortician. Yes, you have to make up some complete absolute nonsense. So if you have the word rug, as I previously mentioned, and um, finger, and you slap those two words together and you have a finger rug, then you've invented a finger rug and now you have to try and sell the finger rug that you've just invented to this mortician. Uh, you'll have more cards to choose from than just finger and rug, I, I promise you. Um, but that is the basic premise, and it is nonsense. The thing I like about it most is that outside of uh, a lot of games that use this idea, like apples to apples and cards against humanity and stuff like that, is that it forces the players to actually be creative, to come up with things and make them sound appealing, as opposed to with cards against humanity for example it's it's just a it it has the punchline and you have to put in the best joke or is yeah. it the other way around it has the joke and you have to put in the best punchline yeah. it's one of those things this one's better Ooh, we shouldn't really <laughs> use that word but is it it's a bit more yeah interesting it's better for us better for us yeah maybe better for you too luke think it over yeah, think about that. Yeah. And then let me know how, how you feel about it. So that's snake oil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my recommendation for you, Luke, would be... I forgot. 
Was it a Nomia by any chance? It was a Nomia. Did we? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we had a discussion. Yeah, and it, the answer was a Nomia. My, let me try that again. <laughs> Shalene, what game do you have for Luke? My recommendation for you, Luke, is Anomia. Whoa! Yeah, I bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Anomia is a game where you put one deck of cards in the middle of the table. Super easy setup. Literally could not be simpler. That's and true. then everybody takes turns going around the table and flipping a card up in front of themselves. If you get a symbol face up in front of you that matches a symbol face up in front of somebody else, you have to say the thing on their card before they can say the thing on your card. Whoever says the thing first gets the card and you just have to collect the most. It's not just like saying what's written on a card though. You have no, to say something. <laughs> you have to say something that has something to do with the thing on their card. So it might say, like, American president. And then you can say, Abraham Lincoln. He was he, he was an American president. Yes. Abraham Lincoln? Yes, he was. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Will's a Kiwi. I'm very far away from everything all the time. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's how Anomia works. There are wild cards, which kind of switch it up a little bit. It'll give you two symbols, and if those two symbols come up together, they will then be considered a match, in addition to all the symbols that actually look the same. It can get very hectic, and it is a game where you'd shout at each other a lot. So, it's high-energy fun. Yes, yes. It's a, it's a good time. It's both of those things. <laughs> it's all three of those things. So to sum up, Luke, check out Anomia and or... Oh, what did I say again? <laughs> it's really late, guys. <laughs> what did? Come on, help me out. I, did I can't did you forget as well? <laughs> yeah. It was snake oil. Oh right. I was trying to I was trying to set you up, and and it just went. For it just some went kind of redemption. Over. It just no. went. It just went straight into the crowd. No redemption here. And yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. crowd. Um, nope. Just for everything, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, guys, I think that about does it for us tonight. It's just after midnight, and we're clearly fading. So thank you so much for joining us on our very first podcast. Yes, please send in questions, or else we'll have nothing to talk about. Yes, we need your questions. Mm -hmm. That's true. Anyway, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you're beautiful. Yeah, and we're going to catch you next week from Edmonton. Yes. From Tabletop Cafe in Edmonton. It's very exciting. I used to work there. Woo-woo! Yeah. Uh, yeah. So great. This has been People Seek Meeple. I'm Shaleen. I'm Will. Have a fantastic night. Thanks. <laughs>